war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. At 106 on this All Saints Day, Tuesday, November 1st. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dipetro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Great meal right now. You're out there. Well, if you're on 146, a great meal is waiting for you at The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. All right, folks, I want to get, we're going to speak with a, a local person that right now um, that they are involved with the controversy. We're going to talk to them coming up in just a couple moments, but I do want to get you up to speed on some of the other news right now, other news of the day. And I'm seeing that President Trump, I believe, is commenting on the situation with Paul Pelosi. Where did I see this? Um, let's see. Uh, shocked the candidate who furthered the conspiracy about uh, Scalia's death is indulging speculation officials have discounted. As Paul Pelosi remains in the ICU, President Trump is spreading baseless conspiracy theories the attackers already disputed. Me here. Is there audio of this? Hi. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a, a lot of bad stuff. I'm not a fan. It's uh, weird things going on in that household in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I probably you and I are better not talking about it. Cause, but the last, it seems, was broken from the inside to the out. And, you know, that was so it wasn't a break in. It was a breakout. I don't know. You know, you hear the same things I do. Yeah, the, the, uh, the 9-11 tape seems to suggest that uh, they that he knew the identity of the guy. The yeah, 9-1-1 yeah. tape? Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of bad stuff. I'm not a fan of Nancy Pelosi, but what's going on there is very sad. Yeah, very I sad. just it seems to me there would be security evidence of this. There just seems to be more to this story. Would, would it be yeah. safe to say? This is, I think, more than the traffic accident, it looks like to me. I <laughs> but think the but traffic to pin it on Republicans or you, sir, I mean, how absurd. Clearly, this was a deranged man. We know that much. Yeah. it's The whole thing is crazy. I mean, if there's even a little bit of truth to what's being said, it's crazy. But it, it, the window was broken in, and it was... Go ahead. Strange that the cops were the, you know, standing there practically from, from the moment it all took place so i don't know you're gonna have to explain that to your audience you're gonna have to explain it to everybody including me because that one's figuring out russia and figuring out china is much easier yeah well it would yeah yeah i, I think in time we're going to learn more if in fact there's uh, a curious I, I think i think this is the beginning it's it looks but it's a sad situation very sad actually <laughs> i i think that's chris de gaul i think that's Chris DeGaulle. I'm pretty good with voices. Let me, let's see if I'm right. Let me, um, oh. uh, let me just, I, I, let me just see if, I think that's a review oh. of David. De- nope, that's not it. You know, both sides are pushing that. 
who did he say this to? We just heard it. Terrible thing. Chris Tegall is on the Salem station in Philadelphia. Uh, a Sunday interview with, oh, Americano Media. <laughs> Maybe that's not who, where he was saying that. Let me go back to folks. And we, we have a guest we're going to talk to in just a moment. Politico was saying he suggested it wasn't a break-in. Authorities have been clear at what. Yep, I was right. During an appearance on the Christogal radio show. It aired this morning in Philadelphia. Trump called the attack a sad situation. All right, good. I was right. Folks, Juan knows voices. How about that? I was on CNN with Chris mm, a couple of years ago. But he just has a, um, well, I'm, I'm just good with voices. I pick out certain mannerisms of the voice that stands out. Now, we have a special guest. Let me see this. Trump calls Kanye West a different kind of guy. <laughs> he sees a red wave in the election, says Senate's in flux. You know what else, though, is there's going to be a big... It's coming up in Las Vegas. This month, I think. This month, and I'm going to play the Gavin Newsom thing going after Jesse Waters in just a moment. But there's going to be a big, yeah, there it is, shadow campaign. That's happening. The the GOP primary is set to begin. Do you know Mike Pence is doing a town hall meeting with Jake Tapper on CNN coming up? Later this month, I believe. And then a group of them are going to be the the Republican Jewish Coalition Conference. It's in Las Vegas. RJC, the Republican Jewish Conference Coalition Conference, is going to be in Las Vegas. And it's going to feature Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo. Ron DeSantis, Governor Glenn Youngkin, Governor DeSantis, Chris Christie, who else? Tom Cotton, I believe, and Senator Ted Cruz. There's 12 of them are heading to Las Vegas for the RJC post-election gathering. Included also Tim Scott, Republican South Carolina. Larry Hogan, governor of Maryland, and also New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu. But President Trump is not going to be there, which is odd. So it's all of the GOP 2024 Republican hopefuls to showcase themselves leading donors and activists at the annual Republican Jewish Coalition Conference. So there you go. So that's that's a little odd that he's not, in fact, going to be there. All right. I want to get, we have a guest that is going to join us. And let's see. She has an unusual story. Rhonda Sharon. She has a rather 
unique situation that seems that it's playing out in real time. And she did contact me. And I want to um, give her a chance to tell us firsthand exactly uh, what's happening to her. She feels that she was involved with a situation that's being taken out of context and being dis- distorted. And so we want to give her a chance to uh, give her side of the story. Folks, it's one fourteen. You're listening. To- Hi, folks. Joining us on the line right now. Is this Rhonda? Is it Sharon? Yes, this yes. is Rhonda. Hi, Rhonda. Welcome to the John DePietro Show. Rhonda, I did get your email, and mm-hmm. I wanted to give you a chance to explain to everyone that's listening exactly what happened and what's set to happen, I believe you said, in the email today. Well, it's today at 4 o'clock. I'll be at City Hall in the City Council Chamber, sitting in front of the Board of Canvassers. Now, I've been an election official for over 30 years. I have never had my credibility questioned. Last Friday, um, I actually did work a few days early voting. And you're not required to be a poll worker to work early voting because it's not really voting. It's like mail-in ballots. So it's not as, you know, um, rule-oriented as it is on the day of the elections. So that should be something that should be cleared up. Um, That being said, I gave up my position in early voting last Wednesday due to the hostile environment at City Hall. I wasn't allowed to use the bathroom. I'm I'm 65 and I'm handicapped and I had worked. I had worked Thursday and Friday the previous week, and Thursday I got to use the bathroom. I think I used it once, and Friday I went in, and they said, "Oh, you can't use the bathroom anymore because I guess there's secret things going on." I don't, I don't, you know. I just wanted to be able to pee, you know. I, I don't care what's going on there. So, um, can I ask what? Who is it that told you you couldn't use the restroom at City Hall? Um, the. Mike Narducci. He was okay. told, but evidently he said he misspoke. But at that point, I had gone a day that I couldn't use the bathroom. Okay. Now, and I just want to clarify this because this is important. You've used it in the past, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I, I just, this seems a little unusual to me. So you've <laughs> never know. had a problem in the past. And well, you were, never, hold on. Let I've me never, just, hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. So. You're, you're, were you outside? Were you inside? How is it that he was then at the, like, I, I don't understand that. So was he, was he in front of the ladies room? Like, again, no, I, I want to hear this whole thing, but. They're just, behind doors where you have to use a badge to get through these doors because I, I don't know. You know, like the hospital has those badges. Right. That you can open a door. They have the same things at City Hall. Now, so the first day I was allowed to, you know, take a break and use the bathroom. And the second the, day I was Let's just say the restroom. And then, the, but how is it that this time that, that his name is Narducci, that he, how is it that he stopped you from using the restroom? He explained to me in the morning that I was no longer allowed to use the restroom, that I had to go outside City Hall and go up the elevator to the second floor to use the bathroom there. And and did he, did not Michael Narducci provide a re, now he knows that you're handicapped. 
Everybody does. Okay, and he knows why you would be there. Yes, he hired me to work the early elections. Okay, so he hires you to work the early election, Michael Narducci. Yes. You're working the early election. Yep. He 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 said did he say when he hired you did he say hey just so you know you can work the early election but when you're working you won't be allowed to use the restroom no he didn't say that no okay now before we go into the rest of the story have you you're saying now he says he misspoke is that correct Yes. I don't because understand that how night I Go ahead. spoke to someone on city council and he said that he would find out what was going on. And that that was John Ward. Right. And John Ward straightened it out. So the following week I was supposed to work Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay. And I worked Monday and I went in Wednesday and told him I could no longer work the polls because it was such a hostile environment working in there. I mean, I couldn't sit any closer to the front counter as I was without getting splinters. Um, it, it, it just it was hostile. Um, I'm not I, sure I understand. Without you were going to get was, splinters. How are you getting? Is that just? It was. A, it's a figure of speech. I just, All right. Let, let's just use terms that we're both familiar with. Okay. So I was very uncomfortable there. Now, why just, were you uncomfortable with early voting? Well, it wasn't the early. Well, actually, I did have one of the voters um, complained about me because it was Lisa's mother. Lisa Baldelli Hunt's mother. But what about her? Well, she complained that I was working the polls. She now, how do you know? How do you know that? Because Mike came downstairs an hour after Lisa's mother voted and said, um, "I had a complaint about you." And I said, "A complaint about because this is like bizarre. You have a complaint about me?" And he said, "Yeah." And he ended up calling the Rhode Island Board of Elections, and there was no conflict with me working the polls. All right. Now, I just want to stop for a moment because I did kind of take you at your word through this email that this is a serious situation and something is happening today at four o'clock. Rhonda Sharon, what what's happening where you feel that they're like, do you feel they're they're out to get you or what's what's the situation? Well, I feel as though they want to remove me from being an election official, which I am the warden of my my polling place. Um, I had an official complaint from Garrett Mancieri. I I, I couldn't pick out this guy if he was in a lineup, I swear. Now, I I have a copy of that. Okay. And without repeating the language, is is it possible that you used that language? I did say that to him. You use that language? I, I You're said kidding that to me. Him. When he came when he came up to me in a hostile manner and no told the Andy Cassidy senior citizen she had to get her car to that parking lot. Yes. All I right, did. we're not gonna I use the language because it's not, not friendly for the airways. So I just want to be clear. So you told him to blank off? Yes, yes and, I did. And said no, the mayor off. that he supports is a No I I did not say that. All right, now listen, when I ask you if you use the language, you just said you did use the language. Now you're saying you didn't use the language. I used that word, and I said blank himself. I told him he could go blank himself. 
It, it, there's another accusation. Later in the day, you screamed at the director, D'Agostino, calling him. Nope. You, you did not. That is, that is on my grandchildren's lives. That is not the truth. I did see him drive by, and I did see him lean out his car, his big black SUV, as he was driving by. I mean, his half of his body was hanging out the window, I, turning. And I did say, hey, short guy. But I did not say that. But why, but why are you yelling him. anything? But I did call. I, I was. I said, "Hey, hey, short guy." Why? Because, because I just. I don't know. I was upset. You're supposed At to be working. Point, I wasn't working. I All wasn't right. working. What, what's going to happen? Who decides whether or not you stay on? The board of canvassers, which one of the people is married to Lisa Baldelli Hunt's private secretary all right now did you actually post this thing on facebook of would you vote for this woman that was my private facebook yes i got it at um why would, why would you post that week. it was hysterical that's not funny well i thought it was you're supposed to be an election official no that was my private facebook. It, there's no such thing what do you mean that's your private facebook there's no such thing as a private facebook facebook is okay. public you're you're a you're an election official why are you posting that? On election day, I'm an election official. No, no, no. This is during early voting. No, you can. Anybody can work early voting. No, let me explain and I'm something. Not a campaign manager, Rhonda Ann. Let me explain something. I, yes. I, 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 if that were a Democrat posting it, I, mm-hmm. I would, I would. You're, you're supposed. Do you understand? You're supposed to be impartial. You're saying you don't have to be impartial. Not on my own time. No. You're posting it according to who? Whoever I want. You can what? Say that again? I can vote for whoever I want. No one's talking about who you can't vote for, but we're talking about you're posting something that is very mean about, uh, very inappropriate in regards to the mayor. That's not a matter of like. She's not the mayor. Well, she was the mayor. She was the mayor. She's on the ballot. So, uh, listen, People I post a lot of things about Trump, too. You know? that, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you're supposed to be an impartial election official who At takes the their polls. job seriously. No, not no. In my real life. But no, but, 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 but no it doesn't. It doesn't. That, that that's not you. I, I would think you're supposed to be impartial. You don't think you're supposed to be impartial. Well, then you explain something to me. Well, why can't you just why? answer that question before you ask me a question? Because I am a hundred percent professional. When I not if you're posting course. this. If this okay. were the other way around, I would have a problem with an official posting that about pick someone. I mean, pick something about a Republican that is running. You seem to think it's so. There's no such thing as it's on your private Facebook. Every day That's that happens every day. Yes, from from union it, officials. I'm not a union official. No, excuse me. From election officials. I'm sure they do. I, I you, you said it happens day. every day. So Give me a day, I'll dig it up. All right. If that's what you want, give me a day, I'll dig it up. It doesn't make I'll it right. An, I'll find, it doesn't make it right. But you know what? That's my personal page. It's, there's no such I, thing. There's no such there thing. Is no, there is no freedom of speech in this country. No, so there is. There, there is freedom of speech, but you have to. There are consequences for speech. Ask Kanye West. There's consequences. You have freedom of speech. You're able to do that. But if you want to be 
someone that works at the polls and involved with our election process, I, I just you can't be posting stuff like that. Because it, it just breeds distrust. It also, the, the people that are working there are supposed to be as much as possible, Rhonda, non-partial. You can't, how would you feel if you walked into a polling place and there's somebody sitting there with with a Lisa Baldelli Hunt pin? She's in the polls voting for people yesterday and carrying out groceries to their cars. Well, it's my understanding election officials, people on the ballot are not supposed to be inside the polling place helping people vote. You're saying that that's not true? That's not true. That happened yesterday. Do you have video of that? Um, There are affidavits in City Hall right now because I called to confirm it. All right. How did things end up with Michael Narducci? And I want to clarify this. Did he say you can't use the ladies room or he said you can't use the restroom the restrooms the restrooms he says he misspoke so when you were and again folks we're speaking with Rhonda sharon who is how many years have you been an election official in one socket in one socket this will be my third time my fourth i've only been back to from alaska seven years all right so you were so but you were an election official in alaska and and Arizona. All right. Well, and how, what, what's the years total? What's the years total? Thirty plus years. Thirty plus years. Okay. So I want to go back to what was the day that Michael Narducci allegedly told you? Did he say you can't use the bathroom, or did he say you can't use the restroom? The restroom. The restroom. Mm-hmm. So, as far as that day, what facilities did you use? I had to go into the main city hall, go up the elevator, and use the second floor. Okay. And and was that a terrible inconvenience? I'm not justifying them, but did, did was were other people being told that they had to use that restroom or just you? I don't know because you work alone when you work early elections. Yeah. So there's only one person that signs the poll pad, and it's just way different than working the election day. Okay. Now. What's happening today at four o'clock? I am sitting in front of the board of canvassers to let them decide if they think I should carry forth and still be an election official in the city of Woonsocket. And who's going to decide that? The board of canvassers. The board of canvassers. And so you're going to get a chance to explain your side of the story. I hope so. Yes. Okay. Now. If, if I go on your Facebook, do you still have that photo of would you vote for this woman? Absolutely not. How come? Because I really don't like my wrist being slapped. Okay. Um, will Michael Narducci be there? Uh, first of all, are they going to allow you to use the restroom before or after the proceeding? Well, the restroom on the third floor, right outside city, um, the city council chambers, has a digital lock on it that even during a hearing, no one was allowed to use unless somebody came and unlocked it. Why would Garrett Mancieri, why would he say these things? Do you think someone's putting him up to it? I'm sure they're they're a little concerned about their positions in, in city government. Okay. And, you know, there's just weird little things, John, that I'm concerned about. But I want to go like, back to just well, his... Can I just say you, one thing? Well, no, I want to ask no. you about this. 
Well, I, I've given you a chance to say a lot of things, but I'm just going to clarify. How, like, how did uh, he writes as he stood there? He saw Estelle Bubble set up a table. Another right. couch showed up belonging to Rhonda Sharon. That's what I wanted to say. Balloons and started how making signs. How does he know that was my car? Did he run my plate? Well, maybe is isn't it possible that that once you got out of the car, he realized that it was. Are you trying to, I mean... I, I think the assumption is a little bit wild there. And I didn't know it was illegal to have balloons. I had balloons in my car. I had to take them out to get supplies from the back. They went okay. back in my car. They're I, in my front yard. I went over to them and told them about the request to park on High Street. Rhonda said she was handicapped and could park there. She didn't have a sticker and was not parked in those spots. Do you have a handicap sticker? I have a handicap placard. It's on okay. the, the sure. dashboard. You hang, okay. That, or you hang from the mirror or on the dashboard? It's on the dashboard because I have piriformis and my shoulder bothers me. Okay. It affects the piriformis. I can't lift it to put it up in the mirror. But okay. it's always on display. Okay. And I, he said he would speak to Mr. Narducci. And no, said, that's not what he said. He well, said, he wrote, I, I said I would speak to Mr. Nardu. Exactly. She said that she worked for him and she could park wherever the hell she wants. Is that accurate? He, he, no, because what he said was he would call, I'm going to call my guy Narducci. And that's exactly what he said. Okay. And I said, cool, he's my boss. And that's what I said. And then you conducted a news interview while you were on city time. That's I not, wasn't working that day. You weren't working. But what were you doing there then? We were meeting the 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 news the, uh, channel six. Oh, oh okay. So I'm you sorry, were they, you were there to do a, a, a an news interview. Interview, an interview. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And as you're going to greet them, he says, "Hey, you can't park there." Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So someone else shows up supplies park lot. You came up and told tell him to move. I told her, has supplies in the car, there's enough spots, we have one car. She then told me that's the, the blank off. So that that part happened, but you didn't use the C word. I didn't use the C word, and okay. I didn't say to blank off. I said blank yourself. Oh, okay. Well, um, w- w- I was also told later in the day she screamed street at that's director Dagus Denny. Uh, you called him the name. You deny that. No, I didn't. I and called half of that post. word in a meeting. Okay. Uh, I strongly believe this conduct, but the fact she's Denise Sayers' write-in campaign manager. Is that accurate? No. Oh, why I did started the- a Facebook page. That was it. Oh, you, are the, you started the Facebook page because you support her. So this yeah. is, you feel this is a battle over, That's is that maybe really why, Rhonda, that they're yes. behind this? Absolutely. You think so. Okay. Well, listen, I wish you luck today at four. I would say if you're going to work the polls, um, you you may not like it, but I I would refrain from anything that's showing. Obviously, you support the writing campaign, but, you know, you want to refrain from whoever put together that thing of would you vote for this woman? I'm just saying. I mean, we, we have enough problems with people don't have confidence, let alone if, if it was the other way around, I would have a problem with people posting something like that. So, all right. Well, listen, good luck this afternoon at four o'clock. Hopefully things will be worked out. Hopefully Thank they're going to let so you much. use the, uh, the the restroom. That would be amazing. Okay. All right, Rhonda. Good luck. 
Thank you. All right, folks, there you have it. Right here on the John DePietro Show. My goodness. Now, I recognize a lot of people are familiar with that story. Um, she did contact me. Uh, it, it just seems like a tremendous distraction from what is at hand here, which is let's get the election together for crying out loud. All of this fighting and the language and and everything else. All right. Uh, I want to get back to I want to the latest on this Paul Pelosi story. A lot of things have been clarified. And as I mentioned, um, the initial story did not hold up. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to waste a lot of time on this. I think the um, the race for governor, I don't know what to make of the Jeff Deal campaign other than that. That doesn't sound that's not a very positive story in the Boston Globe. About the activity of the campaign, that is something you can control, is the activity of the campaign. All right, let's first go with the sound. Here is, in fact, this is, this is Gavin Newsom talking about what happened, and he goes after Paul Pelosi. I want to, um, uh, excuse me, Jesse Waters, Jesse Waters. I don't think anyone's been dehumanized like she has consistently. I mean, I watched this one guy, was it Jesse Waters or something on Fox News? What he's been saying about Paul Pelosi the last five, six months, mocking him consistently. Don't tell me that's not aiding and betting all this. Of course it is. There's someone that sees a greater culture and climate like this. I mean, it's, it's, look online, look at the sewage that is online that... They amplify on these networks and in social media to dehumanize people like Nancy Pelosi and other political leaders. Well, you know, that is the way they describe, as I've said, Justice Kavanaugh, any real Amy Coney Barrett, anyone that they disagree with. They're the leaders of the they're the leaders of the dehumanizing. This is the woman, Kerry Lake. She's getting a lot of attention. I think she's going to win this election in Arizona. And she was on with Tucker Carlson. And, of course, the Paul Pelosi story comes up. Somalia or something, but she's attacking you. She's very focused on you. Why? Why is that, do you think? Well, I think the same reason I'm being attacked by the media. I'm speaking the truth. I mean, you talked about it in, in your monologue tonight. We can't talk about all these issues because the media has told us it's they're prohibited. You know, you can't talk about vaccines. You can't talk about elections. You can't talk about Paul Pelosi. Okay. And now you can't talk about Nancy Pelosi. And you can't talk about the elections. And you can't talk about uh, COVID. And, and I'm talking about all those things because I still believe we have a little bit of the First Amendment left. But I'm dangerous to people like Liz Cheney and and the folks that she hangs out with and they want to you know she is um Carrie Lake she is uh, if she, now she's got to win she's got to win a week from today but if she wins she she is someone to watch she is absolutely someone to watch if she can pull this off um, she, 
she is seen as, and I think it's a little early for this, as like future leader of the Republican Party. I, I think it's, the, but none of that happens if she's not successful. And I mean, none of that happens unless she can win. But I want to go to the latest now on this, because the, the stuff that came out about Paul Pelosi and what happened with that is much different than what we initially had heard. So let me hit play. This is the GMA piece from this morning. First court appearance here in San Francisco today. He's facing a slew of state and federal charges that could put him away for decades. This as we learn more details about that break-in and attack at the Pelosi home. This morning, the man accused of violently bludgeoning House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband with a hammer inside their San Francisco home is set to appear in court. Violence has no place in this city, and we will work vigorously to hold the defendant accountable. Overnight, the district attorney announcing state charges. The charges that we are filing today include attempted murder, residential burglary, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, false imprisonment of an elder, as well as threats to a public official and their family. The suspect, 42-year-old David DePap, is also facing federal charges in connection with the break-in, which include one count of assault of an immediate family member of a U.S. official and one count of attempted kidnapping of a U.S. official. If convicted, he could face up to 50 years in prison. And now we're learning new details about the suspect's apparent motivation behind the attack. It appears as though this was based on his statements um, and comments that were made in that house during his encounter with Mr. Pelosi that this was politically motivated. According to a federal affidavit, DePap allegedly told San Francisco PD in an interview after the attack, he viewed the speaker as the, quote, leader of the pack of what he said were lies told by the Democratic Party. DePap then went on to say he was going to hold Nancy hostage and talk to her. If Nancy were to tell DePap the truth, he would let her go. If she lied, he was going to break her kneecaps. DePap also later explained that by breaking Nancy's kneecaps, she would then have to be wheeled into Congress, which would show other members of Congress there were consequences to actions. Prosecutors believe DePap was prepared to detain and injure Speaker Pelosi and was armed with zip ties, tape, rope, and at least one hammer when he broke into the Pelosi home. When he did not find the Speaker, investigators say he told them that Paul Pelosi's actions resulted in him taking the punishment instead. Well, this morning, Paul Pelosi remains in the ICU. He has been able to speak to investigators and provide at least some details about the break-in and the attack. Meanwhile, Speaker Pelosi releasing a statement overnight saying he is making steady progress on what will be a long recovery process. Amy? And we are- now, again, that is, we'll cover it, obviously, with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Um, I, I don't, I, listen, I admit the whole thing is bizarre. I don't understand. But then, then there's people like sending me information that has just not been vetted. And I, I'm not I'm not I'm not going into that. I know people want to, but things have to be verified. This comes back to people just start to fall into this type of stuff. God, everything becomes the blanking conspiracy. Ah. Oh. 
I, I, I cannot believe. Let me, um, I want to hear this. This is because the midterms, this is a week from today. One week until the midterms. More than 22 million ballots have already been cast. Here to break it all down, NBC national political correspondent Steve Kornacki. Steve, good morning. Before we get into the nitty gritty, what's the state of play? We're one week out. Yeah, there's a little bit of a suspense and uncertainty, I would say. A couple different folks look at what they call the generic ballot, which you want Republicans or Democrats to control Congress. Here's one average real clear politics. On that question, the Republicans lead by about three points. If you look at 538, another well-known average, it's closer. It's Republicans by about a point. So between about three and one point, it points to a Republican edge. We're not sure the degree of that edge, I would say, a week out. But keep in mind, the balance of power is so tight in both the Senate and the House. Look at the House. The Republicans just need to pick up five seats. They wouldn't need to win the generic ballot by that much to get a gain of five seats and win the House. So it looks the the, the, the trends are not looking good for Democrats to hold on to the House. As far as the Senate, it is about as tight as it can possibly be. Now, the Democrats need to hold on to their seats that they have. Bring us to the map now. Where are where are the Republicans most likely to have a pickup? Yeah, the Senate's a little more complicated because what you see in blue here are the five most vulnerable Democratic seats. So the Republicans have to pick up at least one of these blue seats. So we got a new set of polls yesterday from the New York Times, and I think they shed some light on that question. Take a look here. This right now on paper, Nevada may be the best opportunity for Republicans. This is their challenger. He's tied with the Democratic incumbent, Catherine Cortez Masto. We also got a poll from Georgia. Here, the Democratic incumbent, Raphael Warnock, is leading against Herschel Walker. Though, remember, Georgia's this runoff state. If you don't get 50% next week, they do it all over again in three weeks. But Warnock's ahead there. And then in Arizona, this was the best news for Democrats yesterday. Mark Press yesterday. Mark Kelly, the incumbent, leading the Republican by six points there. So on paper right now, Nevada may be the best chance Republicans have to flip one of those blue seats. Now, if Republicans flip one of these blue to red, the, the Democrats then have to flip one of the reds to blue. And Pennsylvania is obviously a race that many people are watching for that very dynamic. Yeah, all year Pennsylvania has loomed as the best opportunity on here for Democrats to flip a seat. Uh, Biden, of course, won the state in 2020. He claims it as his native state. Here's the poll yesterday from the New York Times. John Fetterman, the Democrat, leading them at Oz, the Republican. Now, one important note on this, though. They had that debate last week caused a lot of attention. This poll, if you read the fine print, basically two-thirds of it was taken prior to the debate. So there if there's go. been fallout from that debate, it's not fully reflected here. But this is one Democrats, I think, badly, badly need. And then finally, we're seeing some of the big guns go out and campaign. The, the president, Biden, out there, former President Obama, former President Trump. What effect might those have in some of these tight races? This Pennsylvania may be the ultimate test because all of them are going to be there on the same day this Saturday. Just check this out, though. From our NBC poll, what do people think of Biden? Uh, negative, 46% negative, 43 positive. They don't like him that much, but they like Trump worse, according to our poll, 34-55. And the reason why you see Biden going to Pennsylvania, not by himself, but with Barack Obama, here's the most recent number on Obama, a 52-40 favorable number. Helps to be the ex-president, not the president. I don't think it matters. Good afternoon, folks, at 145. I don't think it matters. The economy is a wreck. The economy is in shambles. And you have a president who is not fully engaged. I don't think it matters. They can have Obama out there and everything else. I want to see how people are going to vote when they come to decision day. I think people have had it. Ashley Kalis has a new commercial. I want to hear this. 
that spot i like that commercial i like the music they're using that's uh hall of fame really effective that is a very uplifting spot let me play it again they start off with governor mckee on state of the state when uh what was he running for in that canada oh lieutenant governor so they pulled off one of that and you hear him talking through the whole thing Time for a change, Ashley Kalis. Folks, at 147, I mean, I. it absolutely is time for change. Wow. He's had his shot. I like that. Ted Nisi writes, Ad Watch, Kalis going up 14th spot, a Dan McKee TV statement from his 2014 Lieutenant Governor race, when he argued voters would benefit from new leadership in the state of Rhode Island. It's true. Absolutely true. What is this that I'm seeing? Enforcement had become such a joke in New York City. We ended up with a probe into the never-ending. Found Little's Park City Hall had gone on its way to anger. Emails reveal Mayor de Blasio abused his power. New York Post has a story up. Crime is a problem. Crime is a problem. I like that, though. She's right. Folks, everything she said, Ashley... She's trying. She's absolutely trying and trying to pour it on. Coming down to the finish here. One week to go. Look at that headline. Utility rate hikes taking effect for southern New England. Is this really the direction we want to go? Are you better off than you were? There's, There's no way. There's no one that believes that. There's no one that believe. I, I mean, no one. I don't. I don't believe that. No one believes. I mean, no one legitimately believes that. You know that whole thing with Governor McKee. She's not in sync with the woman's right to choose. Not in sync with gun safety. It's destroying the state with the corruption. I'm telling you right now, a 148 on this Tuesday. It's worth the gamble. It's worth the gamble. How bad could she do? We've already seen how bad it can be. I've already seen this. If you're voting for McKee Matos, you need your head examined. Or you're an insider. It's one of the two. There's no money coming back to you. There's going to be no private sector jobs. Everything is going to be, who do you know? To get a state job. The insiders will be rewarded. 
How about the Woonsocket woman arena child engagement? DUI crash in charge. Terrible. Two-year-old was critically injured. One-year-old treated and released. Good Lord. Erica Hearns. Child endangerment. What's the matter with you? You have young babies in the car. You have an infant in the car. What's wrong with you people? Wake up. You shouldn't be driving. Oh, that's interesting. Police responded to a domestic incident Tuesday, 11 a.m. Thurber's Avenue, across from Roger Williams. Hmm. All right, maybe we'll check that out later. I did not see anything on that. How about, I don't go through, folks, right now it's 150. How about the fact, Taylor Swift, too bad Casey Kasem has passed away and they don't do, um, American Top 40 anymore. Taylor Swift has the top 10 songs on American Top 40, on the Billboard Top 40. She's numbered 1 through 10 with all her hits. That has never happened. I mean, that has absolutely never happened. Never happened with Elvis. Now, granted, they would release a single at a time. The number one song in the country, Antihero by Taylor Swift. The number two song in the country, Lavender Haze, Taylor Swift. The number three song in the country, Maroon, Taylor Swift. Four, Snow on the Beach. Five song. Counting them down. Right? American Top 40. Number five, Midnight Rain. Number six. Bejeweled Taylor Swift. Number seven is Question. Eight, You're On Your Own Kid. Nine is Karma by Taylor Swift. Number 10, Vigilante something. And then number 11 is Unholy. I don't know that song by Sam Smith. Bad Habit is 12. Mastermind, Taylor Swift, number 13. Taylor Swift, number 14. Taylor Swift, number 15. Harry Styles, still up there with As It Was, number 16. I Like You, Post Malone, 17. I Ain't Worried, One Republic is 18. You Proof, Morgan Wallen is 19. Woulda, Coulda, Shoulda, Taylor Swift, number 20. 21 is Taylor Swift, bigger than the whole sky. Nicki Minaj, number 22, Super Freaky Girl. Sunroof is 23. 24. This song came back because of TikTok. I'm good. David Guetta and uh, Baby Rehex, I'm good, blue. Under the Influence, Chris Brown, I know he had a song. Taylor Swift is number 26. <laughs> Morgan Wallen, 29, Wasted on You. Number 31, Wait for You. If Years ago, if someone got a, a song that hit the top 40, it was a huge deal. So if you hit 31, that was huge. Taylor Swift, number 32, Paris. Number 33, Taylor Swift, High Infidelity. 34, Tomorrow 2 by Gorilla and Cardi B. Bad Bunny has number 35. Oh, Lizzo, About Dim Time, that's still up there. Luke Combs is number 37. Late Night Talking, Harry Styles is 38. Beyonce, Cuffett, 39. And 
She Had Me at Heads Carolina by Cole Swindle is number 40. Taylor Swift's at 41. <laughs> and then it goes on from there. She's also the number 45 song in the, in the Hot 100, they call it. Let me see if she's got any more. Um, let's see. God, I don't know so many of these acts. No one's really listening to it anymore. I mean, music has so changed. Little Baby is Real Spilled, number 63. Um, and then it just goes on from there. So anyhow, but that is really amazing. Billie Eilish is number 77. Who is... I mean, if a local... Like, Beaver Brown, Dark Side, actually went top 10. I think it peaked at number 8. And look what that did for that band. She's got all, all top, the top 10, and then beyond that, actually. Folks, it's 154. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, right now, on this Thursday, we have started a new month. Welcome to November. I can't emphasize enough how important it's going to remain to keep your family healthy. That's why you need to visit Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, right now, if you're on Menden Road, diagonally across from uh, Davenport Restaurant in that historic white church, it's my health because it's your health. You could pop right in and what do they offer? First of all, the service is great. Great local products that are made locally but also all kinds of products. Maybe there's something you order online. Instead, you could purchase it in person at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Vitamins, Ermal revenues from trusted companies, so understand quality, integrity. Local products like ice honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas and spices, hemp and CBD products, oral and topical use, natural skincare, hair care products. It's my health and she is so knowledgeable marie when it comes to the hemp and cbd products now remember they can also help your pet she has it all pop in she also has and i want to emphasize this over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas it's my health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. If you're on Menden Road, you could pop in there. See the Queen of Health, Marie. Say, Marie, it's so nice to hear you. I hear Juan say the nicest things about you. We talked to her on Fridays. She is a local retailer. She has a tremendous selection of different teas and spices and bulked herbs that also she will help you and recommend things that you could sprinkle into and sprinkle on various things you're cooking that are actually very good for you and they taste delicious and of course she supports local products she is the ideal retailer because she offers quality products maria it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland if you're in menden road right now pop in and say hello to her she is so dedicated she is knowledgeable, dedicated, hardworking. 
she is there. If you want to live in a world where you just order everything online, I, not me. I admire local retailers. We want to support local retailers where you get extra service. It adds to our landscape. I implore you on this Tuesday, November 1st, to stop it and see Maria. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's going to be something in there that you'll like. Ask her. And she is also great essential oils, body oils, soaps. But the hemp and CBD products, you have any type of ache and pain, she can help you out. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon at 158. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I'm getting email from people from the guests we had on. I, I mean, I, I'm going to come down to you. You can't be posting stuff like that. You're supposed to. What do you mean? That's my private Facebook page. You're not, if you're working on an election, you're, you're supposed to be nonpartisan. And on top of that, I, I find that stuff just kind of really put off-putting. I do. So it's it's, it's like foolishness. Now, you don't, you don't have to work the polls. You don't have to. Those are the guidelines. It's my personal Facebook page. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Not, I, it, I, no one would like that. If there was someone working the polls and they had all this insulting memes and all this other stuff about President Trump, what have you, people, I would say, why are they working the polls? It, it, it breeds distrust. Why is someone that biased? I would have a problem with it. So I think what's fair is fair. All right, we will be doing Facebook Live later, folks. The election is one week from today, and today is also Holy Day of Obligation. It's Sean DePietro. Listen, enjoy this Tuesday. We'll see what happens. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news and enjoy. WNRI Winsocket, W260DC. WNRI.